Hey everyone, welcome to Postmetic Brews. This is the podcast where we do a review while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And uh, we have a pretty exciting episode for you today. We are reviewing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, nah, Dave, we, uh, we have a really exciting show for you today. But before we kind of get into that conversation, I just want to know, how was, how was your week, Dave? It's pretty good. I just saw you on Saturday, so it's not like we've been too far away from each other. Yeah, yeah. Too long. My annual Christmas party was on Saturday. Did you guys have a good time there? Oh, yeah. Every every year. That's always a fun party every year. I think it's my favorite day of the year. Yeah, yeah. How many? Uh, how much beer did you go through? Oh, like, after after the cleanup, easily at least 15 cases. And I, and I think the number's still rising from like what we're finding. There's, yeah. there's a lot of debris still. It's a lot of debris. The aftermath. Yeah. Well, someone vomited on in my bathroom, like on the wall and like mm-hmm. on the trash can and yeah. on the side of the toilet. So like someone had one too many. We made jello shots and and homemade Bailey pudding shots. So I think so someone had one too many of them. Well, to quote Shaggy, it wasn't me. But then we also found you passed out in my bed though. Yeah. The whole party's going on and you're upstairs like laying in my bed. <laughs> I was tired. I was tired. You know, I had a busy day before then. So. I was so mad when they they took the Oscorp away from me. I was running the show with the music. What were you playing? You were playing. You weren't playing that much Christmas music. Well, because I was getting yelled at for playing Christmas music. Were you? Yeah. Oh. See, I, when I'm there, I want to hear Christmas music. That's that. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. There's a reason we're getting Christmas beers for these episodes. It's December. It's Christmas. Let's celebrate it. Speaking right? of, speaking of which, we do have a have a, a brew for the cast today. What are what are we drinking, Matt? Not necessarily a local beer, but uh, it's still good beer. More yeah. Christmas-themed. Um, I will say, Dave, when I got this beer at the beer distributor this afternoon, the guy was very pleasant. He wasn't giving you attitude like the guy was last week for you. That guy was a dick. I, <laughs> I asked this guy for help finding a Christmas beer, and he uh, showed me the different beers they have. He showed me the white Christmas, and I was like, no. I have a podcast. We reviewed this last week. Let's. What else you got? Exactly. Right. And, yeah. So, uh, so for tonight we have a winter solstice seasonal ale, a beer from Anderson Valley Brewing Company, located in Boonville, California. Ooh. So I'm not too familiar with California. I think California's doing a Christmas beer. Dave, they they can still celebrate Christmas. <laughs> What's Are your you problem? Sure? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about the beer. Mm-hmm. I don't really drink the Christmas beers that often, and I'm like, this podcast has kind of forced me to break out of my shell a little bit mm-hmm. but you know it, it looks inviting and i'm really excited to see what it tastes like so yeah. we have cans this week by the way i know everyone's like wondering if it's going to be a bottle a can it's a can this week so uh, the dms were off the hook this week just about these a lot of about the goddamn people. bottles yeah yeah no one was telling us how they hated the irishman or hated this it was all like you guys don't have cans i know i'm sorry so it's crazy uh, with that said, do we want to get the uh, signature can crack? Cheers, Matt. Yeah, cheers. Ooh, that was that was a good time one. That was good. So, Dave, we uh, you know we did the uh, ceremonial post credit crack, and uh, you know I mean I think we should just have a toast. Absolutely. To a good episode. Cheers. And let me just let me just say before we start getting into this, if you haven't seen the movie, mm-hmm. if you want to see the movie without any kind of sports we're not gonna like break down the whole entire thing yeah we, we don't do that here stop listening now please mm-hmm. I, yeah th- this was your warning just go 
grab a winter solstice and, uh, you know, watch this movie. Crack it open and uh, just enjoy yourself. I don't, you know. So let's jump into this movie, Dave. So what, uh, you know, I mean, it's a Tarantino movie. I think sometimes a lot of controversy gets uh, centered around these movies. Uh, this involves Sharon Tate, who we know was, uh, you know, sadly murdered in the late 1960s. And, you know, Tarantino kind of decided to center his movie somewhat around that, you know, that premise. But uh, what did you think of this? I like the movie. I thought the style of this movie was a lot different from what I've seen from a Quentin Tarantino movie of mm-hmm. recent. Yeah. I, I was telling you before, I was comparing this movie a lot to Pulp Fiction in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah. mainly because he like in the same style, like he had a couple different storylines that were going simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And, you know at least at least with for me, I was having a little bit of trouble just following each storyline as it was progressing. You Certain know? aspects, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you followed like Leo for a little bit. You followed Brad Pitt. You followed Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, like, I thought she was kind of pointless in this movie, to be quite honest. I mean, it was a pretty big character for the movie, but I think um, they didn't really do much with her. You know, she didn't really do that much in it, but uh, she was still good. She seemed kind of ditzy in this movie. Maybe that was the point, right? My personal opinion, I thought I thought Brad Pitt stole this movie. I thought. Oh, Brad Pitt was, was awesome. He was great in this. Uh, and nothing against Leo. I thought Leo was really good in this, too. But I thought, like, every scene Brad Pitt was in, it was just, it was great. He was very, yeah. like, he had one emotion throughout the entire movie. And, mm-hmm. like, the fact that he stuck with it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He was very, um, very chill. He had kind of, like, a mystery, you know. He seemed like he was high. He seemed like him. he was high the entire time. Well, I mean, you know, we jump into the ending. He played it off pretty well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Was yeah. it the acid-dipped cigarette, <laughs> right? You ever had an acid-dipped cigarette before? Uh, I have not, no. Never say never, but I, yeah, I have not. <laughs> what about you? No. No. Do you think we would ever be able to do that and podcast? No comment. Ooh, man, okay. I don't think we could. We would not be able to successfully run this podcast if we did that. I'll give you a uh, an over, like, a overall premise about the movie. The movie is about... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Jack Dalton, he's an actor. Mm-hmm. Like I think they portrayed that like he was like he used to be really famous for this the show called uh, Bounty Law that mm-hmm. was super popular, and you know he's like starting to realize that that he's not getting perceived by the audiences as, as like mm-hmm. being taken very seriously. He's always like the antagonist and all, and all this in the movie and all that kind of stuff. Starting to get typecast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the movie revolves around around him like dealing with that. But he also has his stunt double, Cliff Booth. This is my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth, yeah, he's he's played by Brad Pitt, and you you come to realize that that Cliff is more so just Jack's driver, because mm-hmm. Jack has a big alcohol problem. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. you kind you kind of feel a little bit like the tuck and pull, where like you know. Mm-hmm. Jack's getting all the fame and glory, and you know Cliff's just doing all the the grunt work. Yeah, but like like I said, like he doesn't seem to mind. He it, doesn't though. care at all. Like, like I told you, he seems you know? like he seems high the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Like like you like you tell him like go jump off a cliff, and he's like, yeah, man, that's all right. And I yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> How high's <is> the cliff? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, that's what he would ask. Um, but no, I, I think you're kind of breaking it down pretty well. And in the background, you have the whole like Sharon Tate story. So. You know, until the end of the movie, their stories really don't intersect. 
but then, you know, I mean, you kind of see in the background, they'll show... Um, a, a big part of this movie is just you see Jack Dalton on the set of, like, these westerns. Uh, it was a big part of it. And then you kind of have Cliff Booth doing his thing on the side. Um, I think he sends him to his house to, like, change his, like, satellite or something. And then he, you know, he winds up going to, you know, the Manson Ranch and all that stuff. And which, that that scene was so good. When he's at the ranch and there's just, like, all this tension around it. You yeah, know? yeah. You have no idea what's happening. But, uh, and then again, in the background, you have the Sharon Tate stuff. So there's a whole thing of her, you know, going to the movies. And I, I forget the exact movie, but she's seeing the movie that she's starring in currently. She spent half the movie in that movie theater. She spent a lot of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie's a really great actress, but I don't necessarily think you needed to get Margot Robbie for this movie. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. But I will say I think both Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt were, like, perfectly cast in those roles in this movie. And, uh, I, and I mean, Tarantino has, you know, previous experience working with these two. He worked with, he only worked with them once before, but he worked with Brad Pitt on Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. and he worked with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on Django Unchained. And they were both really good in those movies, too. You seen Glorious Bastards, Dave? I haven't seen it full way through. No. That's shocking as it is. I haven't seen it full way through, but it's really I, good. I have seen the scene with uh, Brad Pitt in it. Okay, yeah, he's he's really good in it. And then, you know, you had Leo and Django Unchained. He played a pretty good villain. Pretty bad guy. Do you notice, like, so. Leonardo DiCaprio, like, all of his, like, roles that he plays, his character, like, just descends, like, mentally... He just gets like crazy. It gets crazier and crazier every every movie that he's mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, like The Revenant, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. Shutter Island, all that. That's a great Romeo movie. and Juliet. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like him in Romeo and Juliet. I didn't even like that version, Romeo and Juliet. I've never seen that version. I think yeah, I think we watched it in high school when we were mm-hmm. reading the book. Yeah, what was that sitcom he was in in the '90s or '80s? Family Ties. He was in something. Yeah, I, I was when I was looking at his page today. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed that like he started out doing just like you know different TV cameos. He was on an episode of Roseanne, I think. I uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it was one of the one of the kids' friends, I think. Yeah, one of the kids' friends that brought like booze into the house or something. Maybe. Yeah, I think booze or drugs or something like that. Yeah. How did John Goodman react in that episode? I don't think only too kind. No, I would imagine no. He was a hard ass. The the uh, Dan and. Roseanne. Never got into Roseanne. And now I just see commercials for Roseanne and I'm like, it's really sad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because like, I mean, it's not even called Roseanne. It's yeah, called the Connors. Yeah, right? they, they killed yeah. her off her own show. Yeah. I mean, she she said some bad stuff, didn't she? Yeah, I think I think so. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, they made they made such a big deal about that coming back, I think. And then uh, I think the ratings were pretty strong on it. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, she's always kind of had a, you know, she's always gotten herself into trouble. So... You know who else got himself in the trouble in this movie? Who? Brad Pitt. Whenever Jack brings Cliff around as like a stunt double for the movies and stuff like that, there's always a lot of tension from the the directors and the writers and all that kind of stuff for the movies that he's on, mm-hmm. saying that they, they don't want him the Cliff around. He brings a bad vibe. He he just seems something off about him because yeah. there's also the story that that he supposedly killed his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, you see like a small little flashback of like of them on a boat and mm-hmm. wait. After seeing this scene, like the wife is just like nagging him on the boat, like very, very ungrateful on all this kind of stuff. Like it almost seemed like she like kind of deserved it in a way, but like you really didn't, like you didn't even like see him do anything. Like you just see him like, mm. walk towards her with like an angry look on his face. Yeah, well, like, I think he's he's got like a does he have like a gun or something with him or something? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I just I just know that like you know she's sitting on the on the boat mm. and 
just really just give give and give him the two cents like really yeah. just digging into him and like he looks he looks like he's just just had enough so there's like an anger behind him right yeah yeah and that, i feel like that carries over in like throughout the movie mostly there's a yeah there's a scene where he's um he's fighting with bruce lee like offset yeah. for the green hornet that scene's great too yeah <laughs> throws him into a car yeah I, I love when uh kurt russell and uh her name is zoe bell but i forget her character in the movie she shows up and like she sees like the dent in her car he's like i did that (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but there there's some anger to him throughout the movie and i feel like that carries like he's got a calming presence through a lot of this movie but i feel like you do have these outbursts of his anger and you know but even like his reactions like when when the guy's like what'd you do to my car he's like i just threw that little small man into the door (laughs) you know (laughs) exact line (laughs) (laughs) um now and then i you know, I mean, we'll get into this a little later, but then you have the ending with him just, uh, you know, those Manson people coming into the house. And you can tell he's, he's angry in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, he does look, he, yeah, he's mad. He, he, he's full of rage and, like, you know, mm-hmm. just the way he reacts to everybody. He, like, he's ready to just tussle and throw down. And... He's upset. Yeah, yeah, very upset. Yeah. He's angry. <laughs> so, but, uh,. Anything else we want to kind of touch base on? There's a lot of a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, um, Al Pacino's in this. Al Pacino, he's not in it that much, but he's he's in it. Yeah, he is like if you think about it, he does have like a really a significant role in this because he's the one that like makes Jack think like yeah you're like going downhill like and <laughs> you're not gonna be taken seriously unless you come come work for me and you start doing the, these spaghetti films. Mm-hmm. Why are they called spaghetti westerns? Like spaghetti Italian kind of like a slang for like the the, the uh, italian western movies is that true it's like a, like an italian western italian movie. westerns yeah like italian tea spaghetti i don't know i kind of put two and two together when i first heard it maybe that's interesting yeah yeah spaghetti westerns um it, you know what i want to kind of go through dave so in this some of the people that are on that manson ranch they have some great names and I have uh, I have a list of the names right here. I mean, you told me you want to see a spinoff movie for this character, and that is uh, Pussycat, played by Margaret Qualley. I think that's how you say it. She was the hitchhiker that Cliff encounters multiple times throughout the movie, and then when they finally meet, she brings him to the ranch, mm-hmm. and that's where the the seeds are planted for the end of the movie. Yeah, she was. Uh, she had. A, Kind of a significant role in this, I would say. She's, she could stand the test of time, I really do. Yeah. What, like, where do you think her character goes from here in this? Well, she she definitely, like, you know, she wasn't a part of, like, the the mm-hmm. end the end of the movie. Yeah. So, there definitely is a moral compass to her. I got this weird feeling that she, she decides to go back to school. She gets her master's degree in social work. And she goes and she helps the troubled youth in... Chicago. Wow. It's very descriptive. And then she meets Ben Stiller, and it's Meet the Parents. Does that Meet the Parents? <laughs> Was it? I mean, you meet the teacher in Chicago. Maybe. Yeah. I haven't seen Meet the Parents in a while. It's a good movie. Do you think there's a role for Ben Stiller in this movie? Pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know. So, some other names in this. We had Tex. That name's not too funky. <laughs> One of them's name is Flower Child. Flower Child? That's Maya Hawk. 
That is the child of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. She's in Stranger Things. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, have, what was she doing in that movie? I mean, Tarantino's worked with Uma Thurman before. I think there were some, you know, Kill Bill movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we got Lulu, I think. Snake. Froggy. It's played by Harley Quinn Smith. It's Kevin Smith's daughter. Delilah. That one's not too weird. Blue. This one's pretty good. Tadpole. Sundance. Butterfly. Angel. Happy Cappy. Top Hat. Pebbles. Let's cap it off with Pebbles. These people are a bunch of bunch of hippies. Bunch of hippies. Yeah. And then uh, you would Squeaky, too. It's Dakota Fanning. Squeaky from... Why was she in this too? I, I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, a lot of people had like small roles in this. Like you had. Um, I charge her a ton to be in this movie too. But you know, I, I think you see this with like a director like Quentin Tarantino. Is like if this was directed by any other person, or like any not as big of a director as him, you wouldn't have names like yeah Dakota Fanning, um, Damian Lewis, you know Al Pacino. I mean, Al Pacino's not even in this that much, but... Um, but, yeah, now you got some big names in here, and I think a lot of it is wanting to work with Quentin Tarantino, you know? Yeah. So. You know what's interesting about this about this movie, too? Is what? that this is the first movie that Tarantino did when he, like, kind of broke himself off from uh, the Weinsteins. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, as most of you, I'm sure, know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of gross stuff came out about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, not a good man. But he was a big collaborator. Quentin Tarantino, all of his movies were produced, you know, from the Weinstein Company. And, uh, yeah, obviously when all that stuff happened, you know, I mean, I think Tarantino had this movie written already. He was prepared to make it, going to make it under Weinstein. And then, uh, you know, all that stuff came out, and then there was a big bidding war for what studio was going to get this movie. And uh, ultimately Sony won, but, I mean, I know a lot of other studios, like Warner Brothers, was in contention for it. Um all that stuff. Were the Weinsteins involved with Pulp Fiction? They were, yeah. I definitely could see a lot of similarities between this movie and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. I went into it earlier, but, you know, just, like, the way he presents the story, the cinematic shots, character development, like, all, like, I've I seen a lot of similarities between these two movies. Yeah. And a lot of it was just the multiple storylines going on at once, right? Yeah. And I don't think this movie was to the extent of Pulp Fiction was, but I feel like it was still pretty present. Like I said, like, Leo and Brad Pitt aren't really in it that much together. Yeah, not together, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go back to the example that I, that I mentioned, you know, I'm, watch, I'm watching Jack do his acting, I'm watching Cliff drive around with the hippies, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, is Margot Robbie still in that movie theater? Like, how? Like, it's been an hour. Yeah. And it was just like me and Pulp Fiction, you know? You see, like, story plot one and two going on and stuff like that. And I'm like, is Bruce Willis still in that motel? Did he not leave yet? You gotta wonder. Yeah. It makes you think. And it's that you're not following the same character throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a big piece to it. Who was somebody that showed up in this movie that you were surprised by, Dave? I don't know. I gotta think for a minute. Yeah. Do you, do you have one in mind? Um, Emil Hirsch. You haven't seen him in a while. You're right. You're right. He's been, he hasn't been in that much. He, you know, Into the Wild, and he had. I think since that he didn't really go too many places after that. Right. I, don't know. I didn't see him show up in too many other other movies, but he was. I mean, he wasn't even in it that much, but you know, yeah. 
Neil Hirsch. Uh, yeah, Bruce Stern. You know, he's a longtime collaborator with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, he played George, right? George, yeah. I'm blind. <laughs> he says something like that. <laughs> Do you like yeah. him in Nebraska? I did like him in Nebraska a lot. You know, who I liked in Nebraska a lot too. Will Forte. Will Forte. Will Forte was really good in that. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. That's a good. That's a very like nice, simple movie. You know. It, um. It. You know. You you watch a Christmas Story. You watch It's a Wonderful Life. Watch Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska. It's good for the holidays. That's true. Yeah. So let's talk about Quentin Tarantino, Dave. Okay. So, you know, he's had a pretty pretty good career so far. I would say he's uh, got a lot of writing credits. You know, in terms of the movies he's made. He's done Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill 1, Kill Bill 2, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he did, uh, I think it was called Death Proof, but it was like that double feature type movie. I never saw it, but... That's pretty uh, impressive. I could you just name all them all like them that. all off like that, yeah. He's, he's a good director. I get the sense every time he comes out with a movie, it's like one of those like event films. Like it's a new Quentin Tarantino movie. You gotta see it. But again, like I said, I, I don't know too many people that saw this movie. No, so I'm, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it more. It wasn't really but, promoted that much. You yeah. think about it. Yeah, I mean... I, it was like more like advertising like the indie scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where I saw it at. I saw it in one of those like indie theater type places. Well, but, if, well if you just go, go back and you really think about it, like Quentin Tarantino, like all of his movies, like he he's a history buff in a lot yeah. of ways. And if you look at Leonardo DiCaprio, who he's worked with multiple times, like he also played like all of his roles are like have roots in history. Yeah, yeah. In in one way, you know. Part of it, yeah. But so with that said, like, which what's your favorite Tarantino movie? It's gotta be Django. You like Django? I like Django a lot. Yeah, yeah. Django's good. It's not so much about like the context and like like the 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 subject matter that I liked a lot. It was the way that he told the story. Like uh-huh. you really like you felt for Django. You you followed him from like the beginning, and you saw the what he became at the end. And yeah, yeah. you know like, how much how much is how much his wife meant to him, and Played you know like it. all all the emotions and stuff like that came together as one. Like yeah, I was really really impressed with the way he did that. Yeah, it, Django was good. The violence and the gore don't really do too much for me. Like to the extent that that he's done it done it in in his past films. Yeah. But like, if you look overlook, if you look past that, he really is a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. He's a great story. He's a great writer. Yeah, like the way his the way the dialogue like runs in these movies is awesome, and no one else writes the way that he does. You know, I, I feel like you can hear a line, and you can just like even without knowing that he wrote it, he directed it. You can be like, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know, yeah, I'm trying to think. I like Inglorious Bastards a lot. When he works with Christoph Waltz, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, he, they're good in Django. He plays a great villain, and then you know he's good in Django too. I, I wasn't too crazy about Hateful Eight though. I didn't see that. You didn't see it. Yeah, it was a very long movie. Really, really violent. That might be his most violent movie, I think. Do you like this the the spoof of it that Adam Sandler made? The for what? It was a little like the, uh, the ridic- ridiculous six. The ridiculous six. I think it was a spoof on westerns more than it was on Inglorious Bastards. No, no, I was talking about the Hateful Eight. Oh, the Hateful Eight. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know if that was a spoof off of that because it came out the same year. And that's kind of, that's kind of why I was like putting those two together. Yeah, maybe. 
But uh, it's other like I like Reservoir Dogs a lot too. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in a long, long time. Pulp Fiction's awesome. But um, and I saw the first Kill Bill a while ago, and uh, I never saw two. But Jackie Brown was good. I remember when I saw that. It's a good cast in that. I didn't see Jackie Brown. Yeah, Michael Keaton's in it. It's your favorite. Michael Keaton's awesome. Mm-hmm. The yeah. one, the one true Batman. The one true Batman. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's Tarantino. I mean. I, you know, I, again, I think the big thing that Pizza I go back time. to is... Deck the halls with brews of holly. We are here with the winter solstice seasonal ale by Anderson Valley Brewing Company. And if you want Jack Frost to nip at your nose, why don't you have a couple of these? Yeah, and this is a beer straight from the West Coast, and it makes you feel like you're on the East Coast, too. This beer has got everything. Bears, antlers, forests, and has ale with natural flavor f- flavor added. And Matt, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't do this. This beer tastes like shit. I'm not crazy about this one, Dave. No. It, yeah. let, let me ask you, like, what, what what do you what do you taste like when you like? It's got a weird aftertaste. It's dark. It's, it's really darker dark. than you would expect. It just, I mean, everything about this beer is completely wrong. It's a beer from California, but it's presenting itself like like it knows what a winter solstice is. I just don't like it. I mean, it's not my taste. So how many, how many brews would you give give this? Uh, maybe like two. A two, yeah, I give it two brews. Yeah. No, it, it's six point nine percent alcohol, so you definitely don't want to get reckless with it or have too many at, at one sitting. Is it six point nine? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Do not. Uh. Yeah. Don't. Don't get too weird with this beer. Yeah, please do not drink and drive. It's it's definitely not worth it, especially on the holidays too. Like any and you don't want to ruin anybody else's holidays or yours. So don't drink and drive. Like it if I, I call a friend, call an Uber, call a Lyft. Yeah, call a Swift. Yeah, there's there's so many different options out there and it's in twenty eighteen it's unacceptable. And if I find out that you were driving while drinking one of these winter salsa seasonal ales, I'll take you out back and I'll deck more than just the halls. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. So then let's jump into Leo. So what are your thoughts on his career? Where do you see him going from here? I like Leo. Yeah. I, I think he's probably one of the best actors out, out there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and at 45, he really has not done that much. Yeah. But but he started, like, like the age age range that he's in right now. Like, he could, could keep going if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he, he's had a great career and he's had a great run of um movies you know that he's done he's not like a method actor but like he he has this way of of getting in into character that like you don't really see most other actors really do mm. and and i'm going to talk specifically about like you remember when he did um what's eating gilbert grape yeah and how you know he really took on the persona of of that character in that yeah. movie yeah you saw like a more serious side mm. of like portraying someone with special needs yeah. whereas anything that adam sammer does you know he's not trying to be like that but he is yeah no and i mean i think and he was young when he made that too yeah and like um, I, I was looking at as um his page and like that's like the first movie i think it was the first like, mo- like movie of like significance that he did yeah that we got him on yeah the map. and that was that was his first oscar nomination too have you ever seen the basketball diaries i never 
Did you like well, what's that about? I've never seen it. Isn't Mark Wahlberg in that or something? He might be. Maybe. I really forget a lot or about Matt this Damon, movie, but I one of them. But I think like he just he's just like this kid that gets caught up caught up in drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You might have seen the one scene where he's trying to like ask his mom for money, but she's like locking him out out of the out of the out of the apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just breaks down like you if you like it's on it's a famous sure it's a famous scene if you YouTube, check it yeah. up on YouTube or something yeah. like that. He's really famous for like Romeo and Juliet and Titanic. They came out like you know back to back. I Titanic's the one where. For sure. It really set him off there. Yeah, yeah. Now, there is room on that door. You think? I, math and science will will tell you that there is room on that door. But do you think the door would have sunk, though? Who cares? At least you got to give the effort. I don't know. I, you know. And the door, the door might have might have sunk. Possible. I mean, I think that people aren't asking that. People aren't saying that. People, yeah, but like there was room though. Like you yeah. could have been on the door. Then Rose would have died too. Yeah. Ooh. Have you seen Titanic, Dave? <laughs> I've seen Titanic. Yeah. Titanic's good. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Titanic. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Catch Me If You Can? Like half of it. I never finished it. I, you know, it it always looked like a good movie. Yeah, I haven't. Like, I, I'm with you. I didn't. I didn't see the full way through, but it's a great. I mean, the whole like, that whole movie is awesome. I mean, you got Leo. He's he's like the lead. Tom Hanks chasing him. And then Christopher Walken's in it, and it's directed by Steven Spielberg. So it's just, it's got all the elements for a great movie. Yeah. I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. I never saw The Aviator. That came out next. I could never finish The Aviator. Too That's long? a Martin Scorsese movie. I was, no, he, Gangs of New York. You skipped Gangs of New York. Why did you skip Gangs of New York, Dave? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't really like Gangs of New York that much, but that that's the first movie he did with Scorsese. And I think that started this kind of career path this trend for him a lot of movies with scorsese but gangs in new york isn't great but i i what i think you see with leo and this is this is me saying this dave is leo for as good of an actor as he is i feel like when you look at these movies he did in his younger age he kind of surrounded himself with really great actors so he did catch me if you can he worked with tom hanks on that he did gangs in new york he was acting side by side with daniel day lewis so he has this really good you know, this really good work with really good actors, and I feel like that kind of carried over as he continued with his career. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, I said I, I'm sorry, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, okay. I forgot that. I'm sorry, I got aggressive. <laughs> no, it's okay. A, it, I don't. it's a, it's okay. It it was well deserved. Yeah. Because right after that, he goes into the, the Departed and Shutter Island. That has a four year gap between each other. Did you notice? Ever notice that? Wait, so he, did he, oh, so he, Shutter Island Departed? Yeah, so The yeah. Departed came out in 2006, and then Shutter Island came out in 2010. Yeah. So, go back to what you said, and, like, this is where you really start to see, like, Leonardo DiCaprio really start to, like, gravitate towards these more serious roles, and, mm-hmm. you know, do you think, like, I think he stole, stole the movie in the, in the Departed. He was great in The Departed, yeah. You know, Shutter Island, it's all, all about him. Shutter Island, the whole thing's about him, yeah. The same year, did Inception. I, Inception's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, very confusing. Like mm-hmm. I needed to watch it again. Yeah, watch just it a to, couple times. To, yeah, to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inception's great. Yeah, he did Re- Revolutionary Road too. And then that was like him like reuniting with Kate Winslet. But I don't think people were too crazy about that one. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, I didn't hear any people raving about J. Edgar when he did that. That movie wasn't supposed to be good. Yeah. Then now you get the get the Django, Great mm-hmm. Gatsby. And then, then it's. I never saw Gatsby. Did you see it? 
We saw it together. Did we? Yes. Well, I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire is in it, isn't he? Is Tobey Maguire in it? We 100% saw Gatsby together. I, I missed the part where that's my problem. It's probably because you're excited because a few months later, The Wolf of Wall Street came out. Which, you know, we talked about before, might be his best role that we've seen him in. His best performance, I think. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, he... A lot of these movies that we keep mentioning, it's based off true events, you know, like, mm-hmm. Jordy Belfort was a real person. Yeah. Jay Gatsby was was a story. I, I don't I don't think, um, Calvin yeah, Can- yeah. I don't think Calvin Candy was a real person. I'm sure somebody like him existed, though. Or Cobb. Do you think Cobb was a real person in Inception? I'm sure somebody like him exists now. <laughs> it's trying to get into people's heads and their dreams. But, uh, no, I mean, The Revenant, that was based on a real... And that you know. and that now is his movie right after the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Two two years apart. Yeah. And that was the one that finally got him the uh the Academy the Award. Yeah. I like the Revenant. I'm not like super over the moon about it though. Like It's kinda of forgettable. A little bit, yeah. You but, know, when you go back and you watch like that's a great movie. It, it's mm-hmm. kinda of like that movie American Sniper. Mm-hmm. You know, for for right. eight eighteen months it was all everybody talked about. And yeah. now like, when was the last time you even, like, remembered it? Somebody talks about it. Until I, I, yeah. until I just brought it up. Yeah. So now, Leonardo DiCaprio has an Academy Award. He also got three Golden Globes. What Do you know what they're all for? He's won three Golden Globes? I don't know what, the, I, I don't have the answers written down, but I have that he has an Academy Award, oh. and he has three Golden Globes. I thought you were going to test me for that. Um, let me think. He, three, he has three Golden Globes. So he, I think he won for, he, he won for the Aviator. He won for The Revenant, obviously, and he won for Wolf of Wall Street, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, Google it. Let's yeah. see, see if you're right. Okay. Uh, all right, so he has won three Golden Globe Awards for Best uh, Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Okay, so he's won three golden globes so he, he had aviator the revenant and he won for wolf of wall street for musical comedy so i was correct i don't pride myself on knowing this stuff i just know it yeah so okay so then again a four, a four year gap from like this next big one which is the one we're talking about now but the once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. and like the only thing i could see is that, that he's got three other movies that are He's got three other movies that, that are coming up yeah. that, that that are in production. The Black Hand, which I don't really know anything about. Okay. Roosevelt. He's got by Teddy Roosevelt. We talked about this an episode or two ago. We did. Yeah. Who do we? Well, and it I, was. I I think it was between him and uh, Joe Pesci for Teddy Roosevelt, right? Jeez. No. <laughs> we talked about it before, Dave. Um. No, you're you're right though. And then we did, and then you know the other one is Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Scor- Scorsese. It's the next one. Yeah, I think De Niro is going to be in that one. So it's a, again, it's interesting. You have Scorsese. You know, he really kind of cut his teeth working with De Niro in the beginning, and then you know he started working with Leo in the early two thousands, and now he's kind of doing a blend of both. It's about serial killers, I think. From what I read. Now Leo's like a really big environmental activist. It's big into it. Yeah. Do you, I heard some rumblings that he was going to produce a Captain Planet? Did you do you know anything of that? I have heard people talk about that before. Yeah, I, that's too on the nose. Like, like, I don't need to see a Captain Planet produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Yeah, but no. I don't and even the, think his involvement in it would like cause people to be like, you know what? No. I'm gonna go see that. Uh, in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Captain Planet. It's a throwback, dude. <laughs> uh so yeah, so you have kind of two sides. You have Leo, uh, who's the lead, and then you have Brad Pitt who I feel like you could argue is also the lead in this movie. I, th- I think calling him a supporting actor might be a little insulting for his performance in this movie. I will say though, I do think him and the support. I think he's. I think he's going to win the Academy Award this year. Yeah, I agree. I think. Um, and after rewatching this movie, he deserves it. Like he's he was really good in this movie. But we'll, we'll kind of jump into kind of his filmography. So just the movies that a lot of people don't understand. He was in Thelma and Louise. I never seen that movie, but I think he had a small part in it. Thelma and Louise. That's like the iconic like driving the car over the cliff oh okay yeah, at the end of it um and we're, we're not going to go through everything that brad pitt has acted in he's a big producer a lot of he's really big into producing but let's jump into it so uh seven he's good in seven and that's the iconic like what's in the box seven's a great movie i like seven a lot yeah uh he's in another movie 12 monkeys i've never seen it I never even heard of it. Yeah. And then let's jump into Fight Club. Yeah, you know, Fight Club. That's a big one. I, I like Fight Club a lot, and he, he's really good in Fight Club. Do you think this is the one like put him on the map? Oh, no. He, I mean, he was already a... Well, he was already a movie star. Well established. Then, but, I mean, I th- I, this movie helped him for sure. Um, and then, you know, I mean, we're just going to jump around a little bit, but he was obviously in the Ocean's movies. Yeah. Ocean's 11, 12, 13... Um, it's really good in that. Did you ever see Babel? No. Babel's good. He's he's good in Babel. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's kind of his time with Angelina Jolie. You know, he had a pretty uh, pretty big relationship with her. How many kids do they have now? I don't know. I mean, they're not together anymore. I think it's kind of a nasty split. But they had a few kids. He was in Troy. I never saw Troy. No. i I never seen that either. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. You ever see that one? I've heard of it. I didn't see it. It's good. He's like de-aged in it, I guess. They show him as an old man. And he, he becomes younger and younger. Yeah, yeah, Can you imagine that concept? Like, can you imagine yourself as like a... I'm trying to think. So, I'm just saying, like, Benjamin Button started at like 100 years old. And then he just descended. Where would we be? Like, if that was us. Like, how old would we be now? Yeah, maybe like 74. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine doing this podcast? <laughs> then that's kind of a scary yeah. concept. It, it, it'll be weird, like reversing everything, reversing your puberty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it's a scary concept. I think. Yeah. Oh God, that'd be unpleasant. I'm just thinking about that now. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I would be very mad if this happened to me. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think. So he, he's had a run of movies like, uh, let's see, Inglorious Bastards. He's great in that. Moneyball is my favorite sports movie. Yeah, I think it might be my favorite one that Brad Pitt is in. Brad Pitt's in, yeah. Um, and then you know what he was also Dave? He was in Happy Feet Two. What was he doing in that? Do you not think he could have contributed anything to that movie? His voice work? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he could. I just don't know why why he would. I don't know? have any use for it! I don't 
use for it. Damn, Dave. <laughs> really aggressive with Brad Pitt's performance in Happy Feet 2. What are you wasting your time, dude? Like, it was a paycheck. You know what? Why not? You know what else was a paycheck? What? World War Z. People like that movie. I mean, that, that's an okay movie. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, the movie was okay. Um, I mean, I wasn't like crazy about it, but decent i guess right yeah, yeah like, it came out like right like when the walking dead was like in its peak so i think it's like it was just, just another audience that gravitated toward it yeah they saw like we got people that would want to see this mm-hmm. but yeah world war zaves and 12 years a slave again he produced that movie so brad pitt is considered an oscar winner for his producing and he's been nominated a ton for like movies he's produced so like Moneyball, he produced produced The Departed, I think I'm seeing that on here. And he produced um, Moonlight. Did you see Moonlight, Dave? The Big Short. He's he's big into producing. So. Yeah, you know, like, work toward your strengths, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but, like, if you're, like, like he's producing mm-hmm. a lot more than he's, than he's winning when he's acting, so. Yeah. I, I will say, I think he's, I think he's going to win Best Supporting Actor. At the Oscars this year. That's just me. But I, I do think he's going to win it. I'm totally rooting for him. Yeah, he's, he was great in this. And then, you know, he had a small part in the big short. Deadpool 2. Remember him in Deadpool 2? Yeah. Do you remember who he yeah, was? He, was he just himself? He was the guy in X-Force who, like, disappeared. Oh. Vanisher. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. I was just like, is that Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah. And then he is... Do you see uh, Ad Astra? It's on my list. I haven't seen it yet. Ad Astra was really good. You like that? Yeah, he, he was really good in it. It's a very, like, quiet role, but he was he, he was good. What's he doing next? Like, is there any, what's his upcoming plans? So he's got two movies on here. So he's got Babylon and World War Z 2. I've got a sequel to that. Yeah, well, supposedly David Fincher might be directing it. I think he was supposed to direct it and then he backed out and then it's saying he's going to direct it again but yeah that's everything he's got I'm trying to look at like his producing credits he, he's a good producer he doesn't have too much on producing so but you know like this movie is about like an actor and his stunt double who would you want to be your stunt double like actor wise yes yeah, just... actor wise who would I want to be my stuntman? Um, Jason Alexander. <laughs> Why? I just, I think he, um, I, just, I don't know. I, I feel like he would just be really good at the stunts and, you know. And know what? Like, it's about just like strictly just action or like, or like, like a stand-in for, for, I don't think, you don't look like him at all. A stand-in. Yeah, for sure. I think he would stand. I, I wouldn't expect him to be, like, jumping off a building for me, but... What about you? Does hey, it have man. to be based on, like, looks? It could be whatever. Whoever you want to be your stuntman. Um, I don't know. That That's it's a pretty interesting question. Now that now you got me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to this. We'll, we'll answer this question later. Answer it later. Yeah. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. For thinking... Like, I'm thinking about it, dude. We're trying to figure it out. I don't know. It's, like, it's hard to think about. Let me let me start off by saying this. Like, stunt, stunt doubling. I was doing some little bit of research into stunt doubling. 
because it's pretty interesting. You can make anywhere between like $62,000 to $250,000 a year just by doing it. Stunt double? Yeah. It's a lot of money. I was reading reading into it and, you know, as of 2014, like the average daily like salary like or payment for a stunt double is like $890 for just doing like one day's work of stunt doubling. And then like that just equates to like $3,200 a week. But it all depends on like the motion pictures that you do and stuff like that. It's a lot of money. But I don't so if you're doing like a big like budget like Marvel movie, you're getting paid pretty well, I'm sure, right? But I think it's also like what you're doing too. So like, yeah. There's some some days you might get you might get paid eight, like a daily eight hundred ninety dollars, but you you might be just holding a, a, a weight on a bench. Yeah. But the next day you might be jumping off a cliff. You know, so like I I don't think there's a lot of like consistency and and continuity in your line of work if you do that. You can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hear you. It was it was funny seeing Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt because they really don't look that much alike in this movie. I I could see him being his stunt double though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, from a from like afar maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But like when you see them sitting next to each other, I'm like, are you really supposed to make it seem like they they look identical because they really don't? Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? feel like I haven't really been able to talk about this movie with too many people. I don't know that many people that saw this movie. Quentin Tarantino always does some good good, good stuff. And, you know, I was kind of, like, surprised when I saw the, the premise for this movie. And just compared to what he's done in the past. So it was a pleasant surprise to see him go in this kind of direction with the movie. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a really good cast in this movie. And uh, the movie's really well made. I like a lot of his movies from before. Keep listening. If you guys got any suggestions, any beers you want us to review, any movies you want us to review, TV shows, drop it in the comments. Um, also, we... also, if you're interested in becoming a guest and you want to come on and talk with us, we're going to be start rolling out some guests soon. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, give us a direct message. Um, if you find us on the streets, let us know. And yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be more than happy to have you come on. You we'll know, take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.